The Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. Jason Byrne, author of of many works, including most recently Memoir of a, a Wonky-Eyed Man. We were yes. discussing uh, during the break your relationship with Johnny Cash. Oh, <laughs> well, I wanted to, people are going to be listening and going, that's what well, I wasn't expecting that. Yes, well, I suppose it was what I was talking about, uh, which it's, it's in that book there, my memoirs of a wonky-eyed man. And it's from growing up in Dublin from the age of 15 all the way up till kind of now. But I worked in juries in the... Uh, when it was ju- when there was no juries in, it was just the main juries down Balls Bridge, which is not even open anymore. Which, for those who won't remember, was a very significant venue. It was both oh. a, it wasn't just a hotel; it was a big pub, and it was also yeah. you sort of back in the day you went to Leeson Street, you made it through till dawn, then you went yeah. to the breakfast and juries. Yeah, and uh, on rugby days, which was insane, we had to take all the furniture out of the bar. All the furniture had to come out of the bar because it was so packed. It was just absolutely shoulder to shoulder. But yes, that's where I worked as an apprentice barman and uh, met Johnny Cash. Uh, I didn't really know who he was when he came in with his wife and his son. I don't believe that. I don't believe I that. I didn't. You can't not know Johnny Cash. Oh, uh, I, I, look, he walked in. I just, I didn't, I don't know. I, 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 had, I, I knew obviously who of him. But then he, he, he came in. But then, of course, like one of the other barmen went, I'm pretty sure that's Johnny Cash. And I went over and said, of course, in my Irish, are you all right? And he went, like, he was so cool. He just went, pine again, please. So, and I went, oh, my God, there couldn't be a cooler man in front of me. Did he and, tip? Uh, yeah, he did, yeah. He definitely, okay, because Americans are just used to that. But then he was just asking me about Dublin and stuff and everything. They were just sitting there. He was so cool, so calm. And uh, something actually funny about my dad, who we'll talk about, my dad, Paddy I have Byrne. to say, your dad is on the, there's a picture of yourself and your dad on the front of the book. You are cut out of each other. Neither of you could deny the other. No, it's really odd, isn't it? But anyway, it? sorry, I cut across you. Your dad, Paddy Byrne. Yeah, he loved all kind of music, you know. He was, you know, she, my dad was never disappointed in me, but he would have been disappointed in that kind of a sentence. <laughs> I didn't know who Johnny Cash was. That's why my dad would have had to go out the back garden to his shed, have a cigarette, come back in and go, Right, just tell me that story again. How do you not? What kind of son of mine doesn't know Johnny Cash? But my dad was all chilled out, and you know he, you know, he's he's kind of like we call him like the Paddy Lama. That's what we used to call him, the dad, because he was so chilled out, and he had, he had the garden shed, you know, and did he, he lived did, in his eighties? This this sounds like the uh, let, let's take the most positive possible connotation from this question. Did he do anything in his garden shed, or was it just where he went to smoke? No, I did have a few people ask me in Edinburgh when I did them on stage talking about, you know, because I do the play, which will I'll discuss the Paddy Lama shed talks. And Americans, lovely Americans afterwards going, what did your father make in the shed? You know, like, what did he make? I went, well, nothing. Decisions. He's, he surrounded himself <laughs> by broken things, which was a great image. He had um, radio, big, big, big radios with the... And he just had them all open, you know, like the old... Oh, the old valve radios, cool. Yeah, now there's my dad's favourite word. Valve radios? Valves. <laughs> he just sits there in the end of the... One end of the, one end of the shed, I say. This is like a, this is an 8 by 4 shed. And the, he's there somewhere and he's there and he's going, look, see out there, son. That's a valve. A valve. <laughs> and then was obsessed with showing me and telling me that the radio, you could pick up Germany on that. You know, but or Luxembourg, even if you were really trying, yeah, Do they have or, to warm up slowly. Yeah, exactly. But I, and you would fix them up if you fix them, Anton. But he's just <laughs> sitting there with the whole front of it off for years, going that Luxembourg there, Germany. Going, yeah, but Dad, you need to fix it. Ah, sure. What's the hurry? He was so laid back. I mean, I often just say to my mum and everybody. I think he had the secret of life. I think a lot of Elflas in those days had that. Now it was either they were spoiled. Or they had the secret of life, which was just, he didn't understand 
stressing. And really? Worrying. He didn't understand why at all. Like free, like go mad. What's the pro? Like I remember, remember a session two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I remember sitting in. The, he was like, <laughs> we all went to visit him in the shed. He was our dad. He was never in the house because he wasn't allowed smoking the house. So, so the economic collapse happens, and you think better go yeah, talk, to, talk dad to dad in the shed. There he is sitting in the shed again. He used to have a little. A li- he used to call it a Henry. That was his little whiskey. He used to call it a Henry. A pint and a Henry was what. He'd- oh, and by the way, all phrases in in Dublin. My dad was convinced he. He uh, he actually did. He's going, Dad. That's not yours. But he said, "I said, Dad, what about the recession?" And he's just looking at me. He goes, yeah, "What about it?" Right? He's going. He goes, "Yeah, but this is mad. The whole world's collapsing." My dad goes, "This is my fifth recession." He said, <laughs> and then went on to say that the interest rate on the house was twenty five percent in the eighties. I hit the heights. I, that's what I, when you say he, he, he didn't know stress. I don't know how anybody made it through the early eighties. Like anybody with a mortgage, because even when you look at five or six percent, you think, oh my god, I'll never yeah. pay it. And then you think 17 percent was the number. Yeah, but it is it is on a mortgage of two grand. That is a five point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, yeah. but inflation does matter. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But my I have to say the thing that I never thought you and I would end up discussing on air is inflation. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm good at taxes and I know I know my percentages and my, my economics. I have to. But, 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 but yeah, dad was like, oh, it was brilliant. You know? So someone said to me, um, yeah, why don't you write, why don't you write a play about him? Because I do him in my stand-up quite a lot. He was a very funny man, you know. So I had a lot of stories about him because he worked for Guinness. He was, uh, he was a cooper. And so my great granddad was a cooper my great great granddad so no. you, you say yeah they had a lot of worries in the 80s not not coopers not, <laughs> not guinness workers like it was literally oh it a was a job to have yeah yeah my great grandfather was a guinness driver originally on on ah. horses and then in the lorries and it was as good a job as you could get he would have known my granddad they <laughs> did actually that's a fine point yeah. it was been, a massive your granddad's barrels would have been my great granddad's Horse yeah. and cart. Yeah, absolutely. It was a massive, a huge place. Like, I'd never seen it. I'd never seen the inside until my dad retired. At 55, by the way. God oh, bless him. Oh, magnificent. I mean, mother. No wonder he's not worrying. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got... Defined uh, benefit pension. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Pensions. Yeah, my dad got something every month, but didn't save it. Do you know what? When he... He, he used to do this, uh, you know, because... You know, when he passed away, you know, we're always hoping we had like a rich uncle or somebody, but we never had anybody in our family with any money. And we thought, you know, maybe when dad passed, he passed out in 2020 there. And, uh, you know, it's hot, you know, maybe he's left something behind to get nothing. It was so funny. He brought us into the sitting room. Well, sorry, the good room. I don't know if you ever had one, Anton. Did you ever had the good room? I am familiar with the concept of the good room, but yeah. I never had one myself. Well, here in, in Dublin, anyway, we had we had a good room. <laughs> here in Dublin. Yes, which which was which was uh, we had a massive mahogany. The unit used to live in there, and people will never hear know what I'm talking about. The unit, the unit was a massive clunk of mahogany that was in the way, and it had a, a fold down door in the middle that your mum and dad used to show off as a, as a it was a bar. You know, it was nothing. It was all. So in the good room, my dad brought us all in once. This was probably in the 90s. And he goes, I just want to show you what I'm going to be leaving behind when I pass. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, what's this? And he put down, because it was me, myself, my brother, my two sisters, four of us, four Isle of Man pound coins in a case. You know, little kind of little case. And he goes, they are the first ever minted Isle of Man pound coins. And I will be leaving them to you, right? Now, Anton, do you know how much they're worth today? They're worth a pound. That's what they're worth each. <laughs> so dad just, he was like, 
You know, like, the, the, he ca- and he, do, he wouldn't throw anything out. So in the play, I play my dad and in, in his shed, you know, and uh, I surround myself with all his props and, every, and it's all his stuff from the shed and the attic. Like, he kept everything. Do you know what he did? We were up in the attic looking for stuff, right? Paperwork. Oh, by the way, try and get your paperwork in order with your family before anybody... Oh, my God. So, uh, we found two black bags of shredded paper up in the attic. Like, shredded. And I said but to him... kept? Yeah, I said, man, what's... He's not throwing it out. And my, my mom said, your dad was afraid somebody would start gluing that together and find information. <laughs> I went... Of what? We live in a semi-detached house in Ballantyre. It's not the Chinese government. The unit. Yeah, it's, yeah, the, they might find out Oh, they might the find unit. out the, cro- the cost of the unit. <laughs> you know, and so he was, somebody said, John Henderson, a very good friend of mine, said to me the other day, he said, you know, your dad, after watching the play and the bits and pieces that he did in his life, he's like an Irish Bilko. That's what he was like. Do you remember Bilko? With all his bits of scams. Because my dad... Um, one of his favourite, one of the favourite scams, he did, which is in the book there, which I thought that's very clever, Dad, right? Was that he, in the 80s, he brought his car, uh, he brought his car down to the garage to the local fella. Because he was always a local fella. I don't remember dealerships. There was just a fella. Always local fella. Do you remember true. the fella, Anton? Yeah, there was. So my dad brought his car down and said uh, he wanted to, you know, sell it and maybe get another one. So he gave your man the car. This really happened. And he took a, another car that he liked. And he said, can I drive that around for a week before I make my decision? He was always convinced. People love my dad. And he always had large bottles of Guinness in the car. So he would just barter with people. He probably gave him two large bottles of Guinness for the car for a week. And then this was the best thing ever. He then went back and said, actually, I don't like it. I'll, t- I'll take the other one back. But knowing that your man would have serviced and put four new tyres on the other one to sell it. And he got Genius. it back. Yeah, Genius. Going, that Hang is, on till I make a note of that. That is clever. The play, if people want to see it, which I assume having yes. heard about your dad, they will. Where and when is it on? The 24th and 25th of April, it's going to be in Liberty Hall. And then it's going to be back there in September, Liberty Hall. And then it's in the Lark of the 24th of April as well. And it, it did really well. We had it in the Dublin Fringe Festival and people just loved it. Laughing and crying. It's called? The Paddy Lama Shed Talks. It, it is. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing Tom, it because if it is anything yeah. compared to what I've heard in the last few minutes, it's yes. a great crack. Jason... Thanks. Lovely to have you in. Anton, it's great to see you on your own Thank here you. on a Sunday with nobody around. Get me out of the house. I, nice. I don't even think people know you work here. <laughs> Shh, <laughs> don't tell them. Um, that's it for us. Big thank you to Jason Byrne. The Anton Savage Show. Brought to you by PWC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.